Welcome to Talking Tea with Auntie, where we discuss interesting topics with everyday people. And today's topic is parenting with Sam Shine Art and Carrie Bat 93. And now to your gay auntie, Shining Nathan. Hello, lovers. Welcome to Talking Tea with Auntie. As always, I'm so excited to have y'all join me today for a little slice of life of other people's lives and everyday people. I'm excited to continue doing this series, and today we're talking about parenting. It's going to be fantastic. Today we have two very fantastic guests with different perspectives. We have Sam and Caribat93. It's a very exciting one because one is a, has a newborn and a new parent and the other one has a nine-year-old. So they have two very fantastic different viewpoints at different stages of parenting, which I think would be a fantastic thing for us to explore together. As always, I'm excited to have you here. If you like this content and want to be a supporter, feel free to go to my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Shining Nathan. And if you want to be able to ask questions of our guests during this upcoming series, because we're going to keep going on and on, feel free to become a patron. That's how you get to ask these questions. Now, as always, let's get to our first guest, and that'll be Sam. <laughs> Welcome, Sam. This is Sam, a fantastic new mama, and I'm excited to interview you today. Welcome, Sam. How are you? Hi. I am good. <laughs> <laughs> Your hair's looking beautiful. Oh, trust me, I know what you mean. Thank you. The, the hair detracts from the thigh bags. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the hats are for for me. Honestly, it really Glasses. is. That's I I usually have mine, but I take them off because they do this weird shine for me. So other people have mastered the art of keeping the shine out of the glasses. You've mastered it from what it looks like. Good, that's good. I was like, I don't know. Do I have the shine? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, you know, I just only pay attention because I'm like, oh, great. I'm trying to show off my eyes. How do I do this? Hold on. Setting this Congratulations, my love. Yay. And you, from my understanding, you just had your toddler, right? Yeah. So she was born in end of 2020. She just turned two. Oh, she just, ooh, the terrible twos. <laughs> oh, it's something. <laughs> so that is a very true thing, huh? Oh, yeah. She's a, we jokingly say her name's Artemis. Uh, it's a wild name for a wild child. Super <laughs> sweet, but. Oh. <laughs> oh my god i could only no i could only imagine i'm i i i've seen my nieces and nephews turn to and it is it is a thing it is a thing and so what aside from being a mama what do you do for a living and what corner of the country do you live you don't have to give specifics if you don't want to baby i just moved from canada to texas which is a, a big jump oh, and wow. uh, Currently, I'm a tattoo apprentice. I do have a background in, uh, I've been doing photography for about 10 years and body painting for about eight. Beautiful. So you have been an artist through, this is what you've been doing for for your career. That's awesome. Uh, it's finally going to become a career. Like I've kind of, it's been a side thing for years of just kind of flailing, trying to get it going. You know, I was trying to get in the film industry for a bit, but then the pandemic happened. I got pregnant. <laughs> so I think this is finally, once my apprenticeship is through, I think this is finally my shot. Like I'm finally going to make it happen. Oh, that's wonderful. And how has been exploring this beautiful dream come along in concert with now being a parent? 
Uh, challenging. I definitely think though it makes me work harder because I have goals of things that I now want. Obviously, every parent wants better for their their child. Uh, time management's difficult, <laughs> but I never used to have any time management. Like I look back at my time pre being a mom, and I'm like, what did I do with myself? I had I had all this time. What did what did I do with <laughs> it? Like I wasted it. <laughs> I think we all do that, so don't feel bad. <laughs> but now that I have her, like I have to be like I my my brain's very anxious, so it tends to nope out of things. If I have an option yeah. to kind of just be like, mm, nope, my brain does that, but being a parent you can't I, I have to I've set time to do my dishes to do my laundry to do my homework I also do some um social media stuff for a tattoo shop so like I have to be on the ball or you know I'll miss this opportunity uh, yeah I uh, I commend you on that because <laughs> especially terrible twos and I have one question that spurred up but so what is one of the surprising <laughs> things from parenting obviously you got learned time management what's one of the other surprising things that you've gotten from becoming a parent oh or that you've discovered what surprised you about it? you know it's funny all week like leading up to this I had the potential questions in my mind was like, hey, I'm gonna be super ready. I'm super excited for this. And now that you ask me, I'm like, there's just music playing in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel bad at all. I, I think uh, just like, cause she's two, right? So she's still young, but sometimes she, uh, what's the word? The way she interprets what I say is very funny and not something that like I was super prepared for yet. I thought that was going to be like three, four years old, maybe. Um, she wanted a treat a few weeks back and I said, okay, well, if, if you want a treat, you need to eat more of your noodles. There's a bowl of noodles on our coffee table, but I didn't specify that. I just said noodles. So she, <laughs> she opened the pantry, pulls out a box of raw spaghetti and sits on the floor and starts eating it. I like she did what I asked. <laughs> <laughs> she 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 followed instruction. You just you just right? weren't specific. <laughs> comedy gold. I wasn't prepared for how as in like frustrating and tiresome as it could be. Like hilarious. <laughs> oh my god, I, I I would be cracking up, but also frustrated too. <laughs> Sounds like she's kind of like a cat. Like I tell her get out of there, and she does get out but goes to another spot I didn't want her to go, but I sh it's a cat. <laughs> no, she, she has all these toys. Our whole living room's just like it covered. We look like borderline like hoarder issues. <laughs> and yet there's an Amazon box. She's sitting in it. Sometimes if you don't like watch her like a hawk, she'll like pull something out of the trash and be like, yeah, this bottle cap, that sounds cooler than all these toys I have. <laughs> Literally a cat. <laughs> Actually, I'd say like a hybrid between a cat and a puppy is very accurate to a toddler. That, that, you know, I've seen that. That is very, very accurate for a toddler. <laughs> and so in this transitionary period, have you, did you recently like in the middle of parenting move from Canada to Texas or did you move to Texas before you gave birth? Nope, well after. So it was kind of an interesting, sad, but like cool story. So um, my partner's from here, I'm from Canada. We met at a comic convention. We were just friends for a long time and then uh, I came here for a concert in 2020 before everything shut down. I uh, had a couple drinks and went back to Canada with a really expensive souvenir. 
<laughs> and uh, so un- unfortunately uh, when everything shut down for the pandemic I would have been allowed to travel um, but Americans were not allowed into Canada for a while and I but even though I was allowed to I couldn't travel because um, we have different like paternity leaves in Canada and you have to work certain amount of hours to get that so I had to be working so I couldn't just like up and, and come here um, and so my whole pregnancy I did a calling my parents and I was like I'm moving back in <laughs> because I'm not going through this alone. I, I was living with uh, my childhood best friend at the time, but you know, it was just me me and her and her sister and, and their little family. So I, I needed like more support than that. And then about three weeks before she was born, my husband was finally able to, to come up and be with me because they added like more um, exemptions to who could come up and, and why. And they finally, decided that childbirth was a valid reason because pre-October they're like "Mm, you can travel after the child's born because now you have a biological family and so he came up and then he was there with me for two months came back here and then we were apart for roughly eight months he came to visit us in Canada once in there and so she was uh, we came in July <laughs> so she was uh, about 18-ish months when we were finally able to come over because I finally got like my visa and all that. Mm-hmm. So, it was a so what's it been like parenting, being a parent and mom in Canada versus being a parent and mom here in the United States? Um, I think the biggest difference, and it, it's very specific to where I was location-wise. So I'm from Ontario, but I did spend the last six months before I came here in Nova Scotia because I have family there. I'd always wanted to live there, never had the opportunity, and this was just the right time. Um, so the biggest difference has been just like, I was living with my uncle who's like this 70-some-odd-year-old hippie, like <laughs> awesome. But like, so people would come in all the time. Like it's a small town where you don't really lock your doors. People walk in and out. You have people over all the time like you're you're never alone which i don't know sometimes you want to admit it to yourself but mostly yeah. it's nice to have that company to like in texas like everyone locks their doors people call or text before they come over which is like so foreign to me yeah <laughs> it's, it's nice to have my own space especially now that i have a lot of homework but sometimes i'm like i wish someone would just like walk through that door and surprise me and just have like oh. extra company without asking someone to come over you know yeah that is very interesting. I never thought about it. I remember once upon a time that my in my family, but I'm from a very small town, so that was what happened, mm-hmm. kind of. Um, but wow, that must be a, that's a, such a different change for you. But you seem very happy with the decision. With the decision. I feel like at a certain point, like if, if this was me 10 years ago, I'd be like a mess over just like how big of a change it was. But at a certain point, you're just like, yeah, it's life. Let's just roll with it. It never goes how you plan anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and in terms of planning, what did not shock you when you became a parent? Like at all? Uh, I think just like then it just it just came natural. Like I hear some parents, it just happens. Some parents, it, it doesn't quite um, like I was, I was very fortunate, even though I was quite sick during my pregnancy, I had an, I had an easy labor and I didn't really have to deal with too much postpartum issues, like very minor ones, but nothing, nothing major. So it was all just very natural. I just, I came into it very naturally. She was very, she was 
surprisingly very easy baby maybe that's why she's such a wild toddler <laughs> i gave you a good first to one and a half years <laughs> and, and i already i've always dealt with insomnia so even the lack of sleep wasn't maybe when she was about a, a year or so old it started like being like okay i'm exhausted now but i was already used to not sleeping a lot so a lot of like the early parenthood things that like um are really difficult for a lot of people were not for me thankfully that's fantastic. Honestly, and it seems like you took it like a duck to water, I guess is the term. <laughs> or a goose to water. Isn't that something up in Canada, I guess? Oh, <laughs> we, we, not everyone, but like, have you ever seen those posts online where they'll like rename animals to like what they should have been called? Yeah. So uh, I've heard quite a few people jokingly call goose uh, cobra chickens. Don't <laughs> 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 go near them. Like they're, no. they're nice to look at at a distance. Red, geese are mean. Ge geese are evil, evil things. They are. They really are. <laughs> and so, in front of learning that about a goose, geese, gassies, geese, <laughs> what is something you've learned about yourself as you've become a parent that you learned of self? That's a big thing to happen and wind up all of a sudden you Ta-da, another human being. Yeah. <laughs> so what have you learned about yourself? I think the biggest thing would be resilience. Like I said, like I've always been a very anxious person, dealt with a lot of depression and not well. Uh, a lot of times it was debilitating. I'd, I'd go long stretches where I couldn't even get out of bed. I like, it was very poorly managed. Um, but when you have someone else that you're responsible for, you just you just have to. And it, it boggles my mind that I'm like, wow, like 10 years ago, I, I wouldn't, I probably would have, not deemed myself worthy enough for an apprenticeship or not gone after certain opportunities because I felt like I wasn't good enough or whatever. But having my daughter, like I've learned that I am a lot more resilient and a lot stronger and a lot more capable than I ever gave myself credit for. That's wonderful. Honestly, <laughs> a fantastic gift to give, get yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so what is your most funny moment that you've experienced as a parent? Literally, there's something every day with this child. <laughs> uh, another like funny story of just like misinterpretation is so she's we're slowly starting the like potty training, mm -hmm. and I was running her bath the other day, and she goes to sit on the toilet, which I like I brush her teeth there and stuff all the time, so I didn't think any of it. She's like sit bum. I'm like yes, baby, sit on your bum, and then she starts being. And I like, I panic. I have like panic my eyes. I'm like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? Like, I didn't want to clean this mess. And she looks at me terrified and instantly like, it made me like come to, cause she's like, I'm pee pee potty. I'm like, you're, you're right, baby. Mommy did say we pee pee on the potty. But like when she was done, I opened that lid and I was like, in, in the potty, sweetheart. <laughs> she, I was so proud of like, cause potty training has not been going good. I was, I was so proud. She took this initiative, but that's not what it meant. <laughs> There's a lid, baby. There's a lid. <laughs> There's so many of these moments that like you don't think it's all like it comes natural to us now because we've learned all this stuff. You, you don't think twice about going to the bathroom. No. Everything's so brand new to them. So all the stuff that you're like, oh, why don't you just get this? It's like, that's because they don't know. They're, they're literally new to existence. <laughs> uh, the stuff that ensues is very funny. <laughs> I, honestly, that sounds wonderful. And you see me, you love and being a mama. I do. I, I, I love my kids. She's literally the perfect mix between my partner and I. She has a little bit more of my personality, a, a lot on the chaotic end. 
but she looks a lot more like her daddy. N naturally, Aww. I'm uh, whiter than milk. <laughs> her daddy's Hispanic, so I, I figured it was a given. I didn't have much chance in this <laughs> Our genes can be very potent. <laughs> yeah, ours are not typically. So. <laughs> but she's she's not a typical toddler. Like I've put all the like Disney princess movies and stuff. No, she likes Nightmare for Christmas. Uh, she likes the Grinch more than she likes Santa. She sounds like she's gonna be a spooky kid. She thinks skeletons are cool and bugs are pretty. Yeah. She sees 100%. like horror makeup, like things come up on TikTok. She'll be like, oh, pretty. Oh, <laughs> honestly, I, I, she sounds like my kind of girl. <laughs> she's, I, I literally couldn't ask for a better kid. Like I feel like every parent thinks their kid is the best one, but she's personality is so perfect for our little like family unit. That sounds wonderful. I can't wait to hear more about her. But now I'm going to bring in Karina and send you off to our night's little waiting room so you can take a little break. And then I'll bring you back. <laughs> I don't yeah, know to how get... to stop talking. <laughs> oh, you're fine. Don't you worry. You're doing beautifully, my love. And then we'll bring you back in about 15 minutes, baby doll. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. See you in a second. <laughs> Hello, Karina. Good to bring you here. I'm so excited to have you here, mama. I'm so Hi. happy to finally be with y'all in here. <laughs> I'm glad to have you here. When I saw your comment on that post on Instagram, I was like, you know what? I should. I should. So I <laughs> was excited to have you. Beautiful tattoo work, darling. Absolutely. Oh, stunning. I love thank it. You, thank you. It's so crisp. Be is that a death yeah. heads moth? Um, it is a death moth. I've had it for four years now, four or five years. Beautiful. I love Thank it. You. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Kalina, tell me how old are you and the age of your baby? Tell me a bit about you. So, I am 29 and okay. my son is nine years old. Oh, so you have a baby boy. Sam has a baby girl. This is wonderful. Oh. So, I know <laughs> two year old terrible twos. And what do you do for a living, Karina? So I'm an operations manager for Buckle at North Star. Um, kind of do a little of everything, kind of like the behind the scenes type of person. <laughs> yeah, that is so great. ¿Estás aquí en San Antonio? Sí, aquí vivo en San Antonio. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. I live over here in, in the, what you may call like almost park, Monta Vista, all that area. Ah, okay. Like, wait, you said North Star. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I live near North Star. It's kind of my area. <laughs> I mean, I like that area. I was just like, I saw this little apartment. I was like, I want this one. This one right here. <laughs> I've lived all over. I used to live off of Wurzbach, off of there. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, so working in retail as an operations director, uh, manager, how has that impacted you being as a parent? How have that meshed? What's it been like for you? Um, it was hard to adjust at first because it's a very demanding job. So you go in at 8 a.m. Sometimes you're out at five. Sometimes you're lucky and you're out at four. So I've been blessed with my mom being able to have my son get dropped off by the bus and be with her till I get off work. Um, luckily, I get at least two weekends off of the month and I get to be with him. So that's a really good thing because before then at another company I worked for, I didn't have time with him and it was hard. Like 
there was a point in this company I worked for that I missed a lot of his first moments because I was so stuck working all the time. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm lucky to have found this this job now um, because it kind of worked for my hours. And, and they, they understand that my mom life comes first and really? then comes my work life. Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. How long have you been, able, have been, been in this type of position? So for this one, for the company now, I've been in less than a year, but I've done um, operations manager for about three years. Uh, but I've always done visual marketing for okay. say, almost seven years or so that I've done marketing. That's beautiful. I love Mark. That was my that was my position before I went into all of this. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you found your true calling. <laughs> I did. Working for law was a big pain in the behind, but I don't regret it. And so, <laughs> so what did you do? Whenever how what was it like becoming a mother and a parent? What was something that surprised you about parenting? Because you had him about the age of twenty, correct? Yes, I was nineteen when I gave birth. Okay. Um, so I was very, very young. Uh, I'm. It was very scary. It was a very mm -hmm. scary moment because you can read all the books, you can hear all the blogs and, and watch all these videos, but it doesn't really prepare you when you're in that moment in the hospital and you're like, oh my God, like I really am having a baby, like right now. Like, <laughs> this pain is real. Like, oh, none of this is fake. It's not like the movie. <laughs> No, everything is horrendous. <laughs> You're just like, get out! <laughs> so it, you know, I wasn't, I was like kind of prepared because I've seen my mother give birth. But uh -huh. then when it was my turn, I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't lose at all. <laughs> so it, <Sorry>. Yeah. <laughs> So it sounds like he was a surprise baby. I was a surprise baby. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, he definitely was a surprise baby. Um, and it's funny how the universe works because at the time, uh, his father and I were just having a lot of trouble. Um, and that week, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna end it. I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna go do my own thing. And then my mother was in the hospital giving birth to my little sister <laughs> i called her and i was like hey um my stomach's feeling really weird i don't know what's going on i feel like really sick the first thing she says is you're pregnant i was like no, <laughs> she goes no i'm your mom like i can feel it from the phone like you're pregnant three tests later i positive each one didn't even have to wait the four minute it was like <laughs> <laughs> Pregnant, pregnant, pregnant. <laughs> okay, fourth test, fourth test. <laughs> at that point where I was just like, Mom, I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so, from having the surprise baby, what has parenting been like for you in this fantastic journey? It's been... It's been almost like a book of adventures. Um, you have your sad moments. You have your triumphant moments. You have your really, really chaotic moments. Um, and then you just have those moments where it's true peace and tranquility because those moments you're seeing your child grow and do these amazing things that you're literally like, 
I made this. I was able to create something and look at how beautiful they can create things themselves. Um, being a mom is hard. It's easy. It's chaotic. It's loving. It's full of wonder. And it's definitely a lot of learning. Like you are never, ever not going to not learn because what I thought I was doing correct maybe three years ago, I learned that, hey, this isn't working. I have to grow and I have to learn a different way, like a different approach. Um, and of course you hear everybody tell you like, oh, you have to do this, you have to do that. And all these little chitter chatters. Um, and I always tell moms, uh, follow your gut, follow your gut, your instinct, because it's your baby, no one else's baby. So, being a mom, I had to learn to listen to that gut because I realized I didn't want to be like so-and-so. I didn't want to do what they did and things like that. Like I wanted to do what I needed to do mm-hmm. that I knew in my heart was going to be best for my son. So it's definitely an adventure book. And so in that adventure, what have you learned about yourself that you didn't realize or what is something you just generally learned about yourself during this process of being a parent? I didn't realize how strong I truly was. Mm-hmm. Um, there was just a lot of moments where I could have easily just packed it up and gone and gave him away or something. But I knew in some way I was meant to continue being his mom because Everything that good that happened in my life was because of him, was because I kept pushing forward and fighting for more and fighting for better. Um, And with that, being a parent, I learned like, damn, I'm strong. Like, (laughs) I did that. Like, I did that. So I definitely learned a lot, like my true strengths of being a parent and being a woman in general, or just Mm -hmm. being a person in general, like you realize how amazing and strong you really are when you can go through those triumphs and errors and all of that in your life while being a parent. And it's not an easy task, but you grow stronger. And that's something I've de- I've definitely learned that I've, I'm a lot stronger than I realized. <laughs> that's beautiful. I, I I can only imagine what you've what you've learned and experienced during this. My mama had me late. She had me at 36. She thought she was mm-hmm. menopausal, but there are a lot of funny moments that I remember. What are some funny moments that you've experienced during this whole process <laughs> that stick out in your mind the most? So definitely a lot of the moments are kind of like those aha moments, uh-huh. um, especially when figuring out like how to potty train. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> When I was pregnant, I originally thought I was gonna have a girl. And my mom had nothing but girls, so I knew how to handle a girl. Um, And when we went to the sonogram, before the doctor could tell us, I turned around, looked at it, and I just saw his legs wide open. I was like, that's a boy. (laughs) Tell me that is a boy. (laughs) That was another, aha, okay. We definitely got to rewrite this playbook right now. And it's those little moments, like, I was just like, so like, okay, okay, let's, let's 
see what we can do next. What's the game plan? Um, and another funny moment for me was I've always been into like the alt rock goth scene. And I was listening to a Slipknot CD and I was just kind of chit chatting with my friend at the time. And she was like, hey, what's your kid doing? And I turn around and he's just like dancing to Slipknot and just, <laughs> just having the blast. And I was like, ah, he's just like me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a alt, alt, alt boy too. <laughs> I, like, ah, I love it. And, and it's just like this little aha moment where he teaches me because he's like into like engineering and space and NASA and stuff like that. So he's always teaching me things and then I'm always teaching him things. So we have those aha moments where we just connect on a subject and we're like, you like that too? He's like, wow, you- <laughs> 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 we're best friends. <laughs> oh. That's, yeah, definitely those moments in parenting that are like the best, honestly. Oh, I love it. And I was gonna I was gonna do T2, but I was like, I'm feeling like something cold. So of course I have my <laughs> HEB brand sparkling water. <laughs> I love your tea. Oh, I, I live for sparkling water. I've been trying to wean myself off soda. You um, say that's what I do. I do a lot more, more sparkling water, and HEB probably has like some of the best ones that yeah, I've I had. Love it. Anybody that doesn't live in Texas and doesn't experience HUB really is missing out on something. <laughs> oh, for sure. They don't realize, just like, is it kind of a cult? Kind of, but you kind save of, money. But you do. <laughs> and they take care of us. So win win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a win win. A win oh, is yeah. a win. <laughs> a win is a win. And so, and so I wanted to ask, and I forgot to put this in the thing. Are you, because he's nine, are you looking forward to his teenage years? Or is that one of those things you're like, <gasps> um, in all honesty, when people talk to my son, or even if you were to meet him out of random, you would think he was already a teenager. He's mm-hmm. a very mature, young, witty, intellectual boy that I know with my constant growth and us being very open, communicative with each other. I think we're gonna be okay during the teens. Good. I'm not ready for the puppy love part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally like, who hurt you? Where are they? <laughs> like, um, and, and, and you know, the best part of it is like, we have discussed already. He's very aware of the birds and the bees. He's aware of sexual orientation, what transgender is, what the LGBTQ plus is. So he's kind of already prepared in that sense where he's not going to go into those awkward teen years like maybe we did and we were so confused with everything because dear God, teach me all that. I had to learn the hard way and I was like, why well, didn't learn this? I, <laughs> this no, is not the I way didn't. I should be learning this. This is not the way I should be learning. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this does not seem right. <laughs> I was very adamant about like, okay, I want him to be prepared um and obviously more detail and preparations are gonna go along as he becomes a teenager um but i'm definitely keeping that open communication i don't want him to ever shy away and think oh i can't talk to my mom about this stuff like that like i want him to just be like hey i'm having this issue and it's a teen growth issue what do i do yeah and then (laughs) 
a lot of things, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things are going to change in the next few years, sweetie. A lot of things. And it's not going to be fun at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. And he's like really sarcastic as it is now. And definitely that's my personality trait in him. Um, so there are times where I'm like, if he's like this now, what is he going to be like when he's a teenager? Oh, my God. What is he going to do when he's a teenager? And I'm just like... I got this. I got this. You got, I got this. this. <laughs> you 100% got this. You've done nine years already. You can make it through the teen years. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh my God. I, I have full faith in that. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess uh, we're going to bring back Sam. And so y'all two can fully meet instead of our brief introduction <laughs> of the green room. And then we can have a joint conversation between all three of us with a few other questions. And so I'm going to bring Sam Shine here now. Let's have her come on. I'm excited. This is a wonderful thing. And heck, y'all can talk about. Welcome back, Sam Shine. I like uh, half dozing off looking at nails on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I did the same. Understandable. 100%. 100%. There's several nail artists here in San Antonio. I'm like, oh, that looks expensive. <laughs> I love looking at it. It's so pretty, but like, I cannot stand anything above cut nails. So I'm mm. like, oh, man, so pretty. I want so bad. But yeah. <laughs> Especially being a, a, a mother of a terrible two toddler. Karina, do you have nails? Do you do you nails or short nails? I don't. Um, I had a kind of a bad experience, and I just kind of strayed away from doing my nails for a while. I want to get them done eventually, um, but it's it, yeah, a little bad of an experience beforehand. <laughs> Sunshine, have you ever had your nails done long, or they've always been short? So it's kind of funny. So I, when I was a teenager, I always had long nails. I kept them in you know good condition. I always painted them myself and stuff. And I grew up like not having like a crazy ton of money. So I always thought it was stupid. <laughs> like I feel bad saying that, but I didn't get it. I was like, oh, this is frivolous. Like, why do people spend money on this? I just, I didn't get it. And then like a lot of my husband's family like get their nails done. And so when I was pregnant, stuff started slowly opening back in Canada and my husband then boyfriend sent me money and he was like go get your hair cut go get your nails done and i was like okay whatever like he's wanting to do something nice i'm not gonna shoot it down <laughs> and then i got my nails done and i was like oh pretty <laughs> i was like okay i get it now i totally get it <laughs> i love that i so always tell people hamper yourself have a you day like don't shy away from even if you don't want to like get long nails like get a cute little manicure a pedicure get your hair done once in a while like it just makes you feel like a brand new human i understood like facials i understood getting your hair done like i i totally like got the hype around that but for some reason and maybe it's because i do so much art that nails would get ruined quickly for me i just didn't get it i do now i see why (laughs) (laughs) oh my god no, same, same, trust me. I, I went the first time I painted my nails was probably about two years ago. And I was like, it glitters. Now I do black a lot because I think I'm going into my Morticia Adams epic or era, <laughs> uh, which I'm that. totally, I, right? I was like, <gasps> I mean, right now I'm dressed in color, but I was like, I'm really feeling this like velvet black thing I'm wearing. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of stopped doing my nails as much when they discontinued my favorite nail polish. What? Oh, no. no. What color? Sally, it? it was Sally Hansen, I think like diamond 
something and I don't remember the color because there was like a few iterations that were almost identical and I didn't care which one it was but it you did have to put several coats because it wasn't like the most expensive but it was this beautiful like holographic nail polish but mm. the glitter was so fine it left no texture no nothing I didn't have to do anything additional to kind of get rid of that excess texture it was just this beautiful like you know in Sailor Moon when she's like transforming and there's all the light and she's kind of like pinkish it kind of looked like that but for your nails if that makes sense <laughs> that I, makes a lot of sense yeah 100% I've had I've had something similar but not like that and I want that I yeah, want that. I'm very curious about that. Right? <laughs> I don't need that in my life. <laughs> we found, um, I was on, my, my stepmom, when she found out it was discontinued, went on eBay and found like eight bottles. So I like, maybe once or twice a year, I pick my nails with it and then like, I put it away for the next oh. <laughs> So while we're on the topic of doing our nails, what do each of you do? for self-care as being parents as somebody with the terrible twos and somebody with a nine-year-old boy and both people working full time working working hard what does each of you do as for self-care i guess a lot of baths <laughs> they are not light at two years old and they want to still be held all the time so a lot of baths to help my back <laughs> <laughs> yeah um for me i i literally i go shopping uh, that's, that's definitely my thing. I go shopping or, um, I literally just drink tea and read a book. That's my biggest self-care. I just, I wanted to go, when I became a parent, I wanted to go into parenting, not making it my whole personality. Like I was still going to be Karina who happens to be a mom. Um, so I made it a thing to continue my favorite hobbies and that's how I do my self-care. I continue by either watching my anime, my reading or shopping, which is like one of my favorite things. And now my son likes anime and <laughs> he is really good at shopping. Like he's so good at giving you the right opinions on what to buy. Like it's amazing. <laughs> I, I love that you said that because that's literally me like totally like I understand the, the need for sacrifice and sometimes you do what you gotta to make ends meet but I also like never fully understood parents that are like oh you know like my kid's like 13 now and I don't know myself and I don't have hobbies and like I was like I I think it's I, I don't like I don't want to say anything bad but I feel like a lot of older generations like they have kids and view it as I had a kid. So they raised their kid as kids. But like my mentality on parenting is I want to raise a functional human. I'm not raising a child, I'm raising an individual. So, I mean, if I want her to have hobbies and her to have interests and her to be like a strong person, I have to keep my hobbies. I have to keep my interests. I have to be my own individual outside of parenting. I agree. Karina, tu también? I definitely agree. I think a lot of times and this is something i've witnessed in our culture being hispanic a lot of our moms lose their identity and then when the kids are gone they're just kind of left like a little shell and it's always so daunting to see something like that and from witnessing things like that i wanted to break that chain mm -hmm. and continue being myself while also being a mom and growing together that relationship as a mom and son but also putting that boundary like yes i am your mom but i'm also me 
and I get my feelings hurt too and I get sick too and I have bad days as well. Um, so that was something that I, going into parenting and that I always recommend new parents is to don't forget who you are. Like you were a person on your own first. Don't forget who you are at all. <laughs> and both of you clearly are still your own people, which I think is wonderful. Uh, clearly, uh, Samshan, since we have Karina here, are there any questions you've always you want to ask another mother? about the because she has the nine-year-old you have the two-year-old do you have any questions you want to ask a mother who's are a little i guess further on in the <laughs> child <laughs> stage <Even>. again <laughs> <laughs> i think the part that always just like gets me curious is not so much like the ages and stuff but just like like me and my cousin are super super close and she has three boys so as as a girl mom i always find it interesting like talking to like a boy mom like just Obviously, it's hard to know the difference when you don't have both, but just maybe things that you didn't expect about having specifically a boy. Um, so I was expecting to have a girl. And the reason was because I helped raise my sisters. So I understood girls like I was like, OK, this is easy. I can do this. And when I found out I was having a boy, I literally had to just come up with a new game plan. And I was like, OK get the books get the i gotta read the books. <laughs> you gotta watch the videos like i was like what do i do with a boy um and there's gonna always be those differences between raising a girl and a boy no matter how hard we try to raise them equally there is just certain spiritual aspects and bodily aspects and mental aspects that are just always going to be different um so i wanted i i always wanted to understand the difference of raising a girl to a boy and then vice versa and then learn and pick and understand like how can I raise my son to understand why his classmate who's a girl is feeling like this like how can I under help him understand like maybe they don't want to hug and that's okay you can back away and if you don't want to hug tell them to back away and it's okay um, so that was something that I had to instill into my brain because I was like, oh, boys will be boys for like the first half. Um, and again, that goes to our, the machismo <laughs> Yeah, it goes to like all that weird, what we grew up with. Um, so really it was like a learning experience and you just have to constantly keep teaching yourself and learning and understanding like, okay, my daughter is experiencing this, but that doesn't mean I can't ask for help from a boy mom because maybe that boy is also experiencing it just in a little bit of a difference um and then y'all can just meet on a middle ground and just which i really try to do with moms is like let's meet in the middle ground what's going on with yours and i'll tell you what's going on with mine maybe there's something that we can do together um so that's definitely something that i wanted to grow and learn with especially because like like i said i was so prepared for a girl um and then when i had a boy I was like, whale uh, <laughs> that was literally the opposite my family has a lot of boys so i was just like i was ready for boy like i have three younger siblings two boys and a girl and i helped raise them so i know how to handle boys and when i found out i was having a girl i'm like what do i do 
<laughs> I mean, I know how to do makeup. I know how to do hair, but I am not like a super fashionable person. I liked climbing trees and jumping in mud pits as a child. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to raise another little girl like that stuff. <laughs> yeah, so all a learning experience. Um, what, what works for one mom may not work for you, and that's okay. You can take little things from different parenting cues and make it your own and create your own game plan. You know, like you said, you know, you're like, how do I do this with a girl? If makeup is not your forte, then teach her to dance in the rain, climb the trees, be bathing in the mud. Like the other little things she will learn from friends or classmates like, oh, mom, I learned this about makeup today. And then together, y'all can use that as a bonding experience and learn together. I think I can help her with makeup. Fashion, she's out of love. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fashion, they're, they're, they're just taking back our old fashion. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, the things I see I on TikTok, I'm like, we did that. What was that? Oh, was, yeah. that, was, that was 95. That was 95. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. That's super cool though. I like, I literally, I mean, I try to put myself in other people's shoes. I try to think of different perspectives, but I never thought to specifically like be like, Hey, I know your kids are all boys, but what is the mentality kind of like so that I can try to explain this to my daughter? Like I never thought to ask that. That's super cool. That is very, that is awesome. Yeah. It's a lot of learning experience. That's what I tell people. And I have to learn that, uh, you know, again, because of our culture is so square it's already like put in so i had to really climb myself out of that square and be like okay i'm in open water <laughs> but we're gonna row this little boat and we're gonna do our best <laughs> as like a, a french canadian like i i heard that a lot too though growing up like little boy bully me and it's oh you know boys will be boys or that little boy likes you that's such a messed up like i'm so glad that this generation's kind of moving away from accepting that as reality. I agree too. I think that's going to make us into a healthier, a healthier society as a whole, which I'm super excited about. I mean, I'm not going to have kids. I don't plan on it unless I wind up dating or marrying someone that's like, I want to have a kid. I'm like, okay, can we get one pre-made? Can we do that? Can we, can we, can store-bought be fine? <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> a, I'm pretty barren. A, I'm pretty barren, and these hips cannot have children. B, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what? I don't I want to become no. my mother. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't want to be like that parent, but I, I said no. I, I said, like, <clears throat> I had it in my mind for a long time. I was like, no, I want to focus on career. I want to become a successful artist. I'm not interested. And then, well, she happened. So. <laughs> Another surprise, baby. <laughs> Not a bad one. Very welcome. But oh, there are always surprises can be neither good nor bad. They just are. <laughs> true. Yeah, that's so true. And, and so definitely is. I mean, um, you really aren't ever like I, I always say. You're never really prepared to be a parent. That's why I believe in like it takes a village to raise a child. And I always tell people to network and connect with other moms because you never know when you're gonna need that help and things like that and um definitely be open-minded about parenting 
styles. Like, don't just be like, okay, this is what I know. So this is what I'm going to do. Like, no, like go ahead and branch out, learn a little, live more. You never know what actually <laughs> is going to work best for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's something and I kind of took. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I kind of took something similar from like how my parents parented me. Like, yeah, if I did something I wasn't supposed to, I'd get sent to my room and I'd, I'd be given a minute to calm down, but then they would come up and be like, hey, do you know why you're in your room? Let's talk about what you did. And there were even times that I, I would do stuff that I wasn't supposed to and I would own up to it and then be like, okay, what's a fair grounding? And we would sit there and I would say my ideas and they'd be like, no, I think what you did is a little more serious. I don't think that's quite a fair grounding, but I would have a say in my groundings. And so I feel like that made a lot of the punishments kind of stick more because I got to kind of feel the weight of the consequences more, but also not feel like I had zero control over my life. And it was just like a dictatorship, you know? So I feel like that adjusting as you go and each kid is so different is so important. That is so, that is actually very, in, now I'm not gonna say interesting, but it seems like a very effective way of punishing. Uh, Karina, which way, which for, I, every form of parenting is valid as long as you're given love. What type of uh, disciplinary ways do you utilize in terms, have you utilized or have you tried to say this does not work, okay, this has worked and this is much better for him in the long run? So something that I try to instill is every action has a reaction. Um, every little thing you do can have a consequence. So when you don't do your homework, what happens? Your teacher might be upset and you might get a bad grade. Do we like bad grades? No. So let's work together to get that homework done. Um, another thing is that I try to do is explain my reasoning to why something has to be done or for one of the, like he was really good about, he never threw tantrums. Um, he was always, a very straightforward kid and I think it ha it came down to the fact that when I began parenting like fully when he could understand my first thing was communication so I always tell like my friends like no like he just wasn't that type of kid to scream in the store because one I made it a point to understand my kid it's two o'clock we're about 30 minutes away from a nap I'm not gonna take him out to the mall because he's gonna get grouchy, he's gonna get grumpy. And I don't want to impose his like grouchiness onto the public. So I had to learn his like cycle. And then as he got a little bit older, um, I started to explain like, hey, it's not cool when we throw something. It, it It's kind of mean, like that's your stuff. Like you wouldn't like me if I threw your stuff, right? And I think when you really sit down and explain things to your kid, it doesn't really become a punishment. I think it becomes more like that open conversation as to why something is as is, you know, like if he decided, oh, like a good example is out of nowhere, he decided to run in the dining, in the dining room to the living room and he hit his face onto the couch. And he, just, <laughs> and he was like, I don't even know what happened. Like, it was just like a weird spur of the moment. And once we did the breathing, like exercise, like, okay, let's breathe in, breathe out. Let's calm the tears. I was like, okay, what was the game plan? <laughs> and he was just like, I don't know. I just had an urge. And I was like, 
Okay. <laughs> I'm going to on this one. Um, and then once I explained, I was like, okay, well, do you see why it's not good to do that? Because now you have a hurt nose and it might swell tomorrow. So you might have a little bit hard time breathing. What have we learned from this? And he was just like, not to think about my intrusive thoughts. And just like, <laughs> exactly. I'm just like, let's, let's think it through. And I go, yeah. I was like, let's think about the consequences of certain actions. <laughs> don't have to go through that. <laughs> so that's something I've instilled with my son. That's not really, I've never had to actually like punish him in that sense. It's always just been an open conversation. Like, hey, you didn't clean your room. Like what's, what's up? What's going on? And I think last time he told me, he was like, I'm just tired. Like at school, he has robotics. So he's just tired. And I go, oh, I get that. Take a nap, play your video game. Like just chill because we all get tired. Even as adults, like how many times have we been like, oh, I don't want to wash the dishes because you're tired, you know? And it's okay to be tired. All of us just- have to understand. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> Literally by the last couple days. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's okay to feel tired. You just know that there's also the consequence. Like if I leave the dishes out too long, there might be some mold, some little critters. Talk yourself into that and have that open conversation with yourself and your kid. And I think that's really what's helped with the parenting. Um, because I got spanked one time, one time in my life, I got spanked. Granted, I look back at it and I'm like, yeah, I see why. And it was because I just did a really, really rude, hurtful thing to my mom. And when I was a kid, and when you're a kid, you just think you rule the world. You think you're right about everything. And now as an adult, I was like, ugh. <laughs> I was like, why would you do that? Um, and so, but when that spanking happened, I, I was just like, okay, I don't ever want to get to that point when I do that to my son. So that's when I started instilling, like just having that open conversation and dialogue with him so we can understand like, okay, what's going on? Why are you being mean to me? Or why am I being standoffish? Maybe I'm not having a good day and I'm sorry if I, if I hurt you today. You know, it's about being apologetic and open communicative. For me. That's that's beautiful. And Samshine, you are you able to communicate? Because I know your babies too, and some babies are smarter, start out talking much sooner. Are you able to have like a little bit more of that communication, or are you experiencing the random? I guess we can call it zoomies. <laughs> I, I'm pretty fortunate, and I feel like part of it comes down to me being able to have stayed um, home with her as much as I did. Like I didn't start like going back to work, which. I don't, I don't know if it counts as work because it's an apprenticeship, but um, I only started that a month before she turned two. So I've been with her this whole time, um, but she's actually like super like smart or like has picked up things faster than I thought. So like around I'd say 18 months, she started the like hitting. And I instantly like I grabbed her hand and I was like, no, gentle. And it was a couple weeks of that. And then she would hit me immediately stop herself and then go gentle mama. Aww. Like she, she picks up stuff pretty quickly, but like overall, I try to do natural consequences. Like if you throw a cup of milk because you're mad as an adult, you're going to just have to go clean that cup of milk. No one's going to come spank you for it. So, you know, she throws her cup of milk. I grab a towel and I say, come clean it. Does she always? No, but a few <laughs> times she'll grab it herself and just initiate it. Like I, 
I know like big kids can sometimes have bigger problems and we'll see as time goes, but I'm super like big believer in just natural consequences. What would happen in adulthood? Well, you don't clean your room, you might get bugs. You same with like your, your dishes, you don't clean your laundry. Well, now you have nothing to wear to work and you might lose your job, you know, like that's kind of the path I want to follow is just be like, okay, you did this thing. What, what could be the snowball effect? Like not even just in the immediate, it could affect this one thing. Okay, well, if you consistently don't do your homework, consistently get bad grades, you may have a hard time getting into college and maybe you won't get in, or maybe you have to do extra work, or maybe, you know, your lack of um, work ethic here is gonna hurt you for a while. Cause I, I struggled with work ethic. I've gotten really good recently, but it's taken a long time, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> no one no one's here to yell at me because i'm not doing enough I, I yell at my own self and then i still don't feel like i'm doing it sometimes <laughs> but, but just kind of that follow what happens when you do xyz and what's the natural correlated consequence in life i think that's wonderful and so i asked this question of karina but samshan are you looking forward to the teenage years I know we have a bit of time off. <laughs> yes and no. It depends what she's like. Like I, I was a pretty decent teenager. I feel like I hit a bit of a like a wild patch. And as soon as I turned 18, I was like, I'm my own person now. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> but as a teenager, I loved hanging out with my parents. Like I would literally text my dad and stepmom and be like, hey, I don't want to hang out, but these people are not taking the hint. I'm going to call you. Please loudly say no. <laughs> and then they would and like so I hung out at home a lot but then like you have the flip turn of like my sister we're super close now I love her to pieces like she's come such a long way I'm so proud of her but she was like she came out screaming and well into her teen years she did not stop she was a tough like person I'm like very I'm sorry I didn't mean to hurt you my sister's like what you look at me <laughs> like, so uh, it depends if she's a little more like me not too worried about it she's a little more like my sister but i am looking forward to just being able to share things more you know like have conversations watch some of my favorite movies like actually go out and do activities take her places go i don't know i can't even think of activities like i've forgotten that there are things outside this house sometimes <laughs> i i am i'm looking forward to certain aspects it's hard not to be a little concerned teenagers i mean they they have the like functionality to an extent of an adult but the like lack of impulse control of a child <laughs> that's really adult scary. <laughs> yeah, it's a scary combo i i i look back and my 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 mother was actually happy when i started staying out late because she my mother my mother was a wild my mom and my aunt were the wild children my grandmother would say that her girls should have been her boys and her boys should have been her girls. Because my uncles are very kind of homebodies. My mother and my aunt, 71 and 63 respectively, or 62 respectively, they were the wild child. They were, now looking at them, I look at them, my mom's 71, 71 now, and she's a short little thing. And she'll, she's still like, I'm gonna kick her ass. I'm like, you can't mom. <laughs> Like you, you, you two thirds of your body weight is in your ass and you're off balance. <laughs> and so on that, but I do acknowledge that I'm a combination of my mother and my aunt. Uh, but on that vein, do y'all think y'all become your parents or have y'all run, a, have y'all become your mother? I guess. <laughs> I feel like I've always very much been my own 
like even even as a kid like I had things obviously in common with my parents but I always kind of just followed my own uh unfortunately my sense of humor the older I get sounds more and more carbon copy of my father and I don't like loud. <laughs> I literally stopped like a couple days ago I said something and I was like oh that sounds like my father <laughs> but parenting wise I feel like I very much have just kind of followed my own very different approach Awesome. Um, I don't think I've become my mother in the sense of mothering. Maybe in handling situations as an adult, I definitely have learned from her in that aspect. But I think my parenting style, I decided to go a little bit of the opposite route of what my mom taught me. Um, her having like five kids, I can tell the differences from how she raised me versus the other four and so forth. Like you can see the differences of that sense. And I did have at one point, like a little bit of a bitterness on how she was treating me versus them. So I kind of pushed myself to not be my mother in a lot of ways. Um, so I, I try my best to not be a carbon copy of my mom. I definitely have her laugh. Um, and I do have her humor and, our, and I, like, I do have her strength, thankfully. But when it comes to parenting styles, we I try to keep it different um, because I think back of how I developed versus how I want my son to develop. Uh, so I, I wouldn't say I've become my mother as a parent, but I've definitely become a mother, my mother as my strength and what yeah. I'm capable of doing. I feel like that's like a pretty common thing. Like you'll take the aspects you didn't like about your upbringing and kind of do your best to improve upon that for your own kids, but then you'll also hold on to the aspects you did like. Oh yeah, for sure. There's, I feel like she's in the weirdest, I feel like she was meant to be a mom. Like you do, you ever just meet someone you're like, oh yeah, you're, you're meant a mom. To be like <laughs> and I think some people are surprised when they find out I'm a mom because of how individualistic I can be. Uh, and then I don't like post my son on Instagram. I don't post him too much on things just because of my fear of social media when it comes mm -hmm. to kids. Um, so a lot of people are like, what the hell? You're a mom? I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, my, uh, my best friend, one of my, yeah, one of my best friends. Like, that literally explains why you have snacks in your bag all the time. <laughs> <laughs> one of my best friend's moms was very much that mom. Like she, she would always have like all these kids in her van or like they would be going to a family event and just like her kids' friends were just like an automatic assumed part of the family. She'd always be baking bread and like she's very much another mom to me. I'm like, she has all sons. So I'm like the daughter she never had, but she's that mom that it's like, yeah, you're a mom. You're meant to be a mom. Like there's obviously other facets to her personality, but nope, that's a mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's literally my mom. Like she will feed the neighborhood kids. Like she was just meant to be a mom. And I'm just like, whew. Man, I have the one kid and I feel like I have five. <laughs> now, people keep asking me, they're like, when are you guys having more? You made such a beautiful baby. I was like, I know I said if I did have kids, maybe I'd have like more than one. Yeah, one and done. She's like three and one. I am exhausted. She's great. <laughs> She's great on her own. And Karina, do you want another one? Or are you good with your with your one boy? I am good with just my one boy. Um, okay. 
I, I liked the idea of having another kid when I was married. Um, but now that I'm separated, I'm just like, ooh, it's a little expensive. What? <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, no, definitely good. And then like, I'm nine years apart, 10 years apart, 13 years apart, and 14 years apart from my sisters. And now that my son's nine, I don't want him to have that huge gap like the way I did because there's times where I can't relate to my teenage sister. So I'm like, I don't know what that means. And she's just like, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, you I know? feel bad. I was getting a bubble tea the other day for like all the guys at the tattoo shop. I like, I'll do food runs sometimes. And so I was getting bubble tea and the guy behind the counter, literally like sweetest looking kid had like one of the most beautiful smiles. He's so nice. But I said something he's like, yes, period. And I was like, <laughs> the internet, but. <laughs> <laughs> the, the shock for me was the word dead ass. There was this young. <laughs> I did not know what that because like we were to chat and this one this one gay couple brought this 21 year old and we're in our 30s we're in our mid 30s okay brought this like 21 year old child and we're talking he's like you're dead ass and I was like what does that mean first time I heard it in my life I'm like what does that mean I looked over at my friend I'm like I'm not a, what does that mean did he just cuss me do I have to hit it <laughs> If you ever want to be confused by language, go visit Toronto. I love visiting Toronto. I didn't love living there. It was really fun to visit, but you listen to Torontonians like speak and I'm like, they have so much slang that I'm like, just having to keep my phone, like Google open and be like, what does this mean? Uh, like Toronto's its own. No, seriously. They have so much slang that I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> I don't get it half the time at all. And I'm just like, I'm just gonna be not cool, and I'm fine with that. I'm 34 years old. This is a fine. This is fine. This because there are words I refuse to say. Like occasionally they'll make it into my vernacular, but there are words I refuse. Like fleek, oh. I'll never. I do. No, I, I don't like the word. I don't like the word. My sister's 21 and says it all the time. And every time, like anytime I've ever done her makeup, she'll be like, oh, "Brows on fleek," and I'm like. Anything Why? But, I just please. don't like how it sounds. I don't like how it sounds. Karina, do you like that word? <laughs> um, I will say that I've kept up. There's some lingo where I'm like, huh? But there's some other lingo that I've kept up. Who's like Twitter, my sisters, or even my son. Um, one of the things that I've realized I've started to say because of my son is my boy or my guy. And <laughs> my boss will say something I'm like, my guy, it just doesn't work that way. <laughs> For me, it's what everybody calls everybody. Okay, bestie. Absolutely, yeah, I've had absolutely not. Lot. Like you're just like, no, no. I'm like, absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, <laughs> but it's also like funny. How like your environment will change how you speak too. Like the owner of uh, of the tattoo shop I'm being my apprenticeship at. He'll always like if, if someone is like, oh no, I'm not gonna go to that get together or like whatever, he'll be like, ah, don't be a lame. And like I've caught myself, like my husband will do something, and I'm like, ah, you're being a lame. Like I just started <laughs> picking up the lingo from the shop guys. <laughs> Honestly, my I feel bad because my brother is 19 years older than me. My closest sibling from my father's side, because my father was a puto, uh, is nine years older than me. But my brother on my mother's side, because I have all have siblings, is 19 years older than me. And so there's moments where he says stuff and I'm like, okay, well, that, wow. 
Okay. <laughs> you were born in the 60s, weren't you? 70s. <laughs> it's like, weird. No it, way. It, 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 <laughs> you just said that. <laughs> The way cultures change, and I'm like, I'm not even gonna keep up. I'm just gonna be drunk. That's it. I wasn't cool in high school. I'm not trying to be cool now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. No, it, it's was... hard because there's I the environment that I work in. There are a lot of youngsters, and I just naturally call everybody my kids, especially at work. I'm like, oh my gosh, these kids cannot clean to save their life. Um, but there are times where I hear them talking, and I'm just like. What are we talking about? Like, what's going on? What does that mean? Is he mad at you or is that like good? And I can't. And or they'll invite me to like, there's some, they're like early 21, 22, 23. And they're like, oh my God, we the bar together. And I'm like, it's not my bedtime, baby. I can't. <laughs> you get one of these out of me a quarter. One of these out of me a quarter. <laughs> That's me. The event has to be ending at 10. If you're telling me the event <laughs> starts at 10, mm -mm. even 10's pushing it. I'd rather your event ends at 9. Like, I'm about to put please leave by 9 signs all over my apartment, even though I love having people <laughs> over. But you're telling me it starts at my bedtime? Uh-oh. Yeah, no. I, it varies on my mood. Sometimes it's like, oh yeah, that's rage. And then, but there will be moments where I'm like, ow, I'm ready. And then suddenly at midnight, I'm, I'm like, I want to go home. Bye, I'm done. <laughs> and I'll say bye. And then there's other days where, like, somebody, who was it? When we had the freeze here in San Antonio, you're in, in the Fort Worth area, right, Sam? Yeah. Well, we were getting ready to have that freeze, and it, my friend's like, oh, we're having a, a get together. He called it something I refuse to call it because it sounds very jock, and we are homosexuals, and I'm not using that language. <laughs> uh, but he was like, oh, well, we're, having, we're having a get together here at my place. And he was like, if y'all want to come, I'm like, it is 25 degrees outside. No, absolutely not. And you want us to get there by nine? And I have to go to Leon Valley? Oh. No. no. And because Leon Valley has a lot of those automated uh, stoplight cameras. Get down. <clears throat> my cat's. Oh, yeah, there's a bunch of traps there. A yeah, lot tons of traps. Of tra it's a traps town that's mm -hmm. not well, San Antonio Incorporated. You just say get down to your cat. That, that's yeah. his house. You're living in it. You're lucky to be there. That is my child. <laughs> I, I remember my, my husband, when he came up after I had our baby, he was like, um, he's like, I'm just going to move this cat. I'm like, no, you're not. You are in my <laughs> house. Once she is on my lap, okay. The problem is I'm trying to keep her from getting on my lap because she will do the full like paw right on my bladder. And just oh. all her way. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and she is already a fat cat, so I'm like, no, I don't need that. So I had to. I had to leave them in Canada, unfortunately. But uh, one of them was like, if he spread his paw out like fully stretched, it was almost the size of my paw, like big boy. So there's times I was like, especially when I was pregnant, I was like, stormy. Like you need, to, you need to go. Oh my god, <laughs> she's a big baby. Yeah, big baby. Jesus, do y'all have any pets, Karina? No, unfortunately we don't. Um, we kind of plan on getting like a pet snake. It's a little unconventional, but um, <laughs> no, snakes are so cute. With the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta stay on brand. Um, so no, no like pets or nothing like that. I, my neighbor, she has dogs and my son's just kind of like, oh, that's cool, I guess. But we definitely talked about getting a pet snake. Um, 
maybe like a pet tarantula as well things like that that's just yeah that's just who we are i mean i'm like you know what you got you get i was cool with the snake tarantula like (laughs) i could i could get behind it but not in my house you can keep it in (laughs) snakes lizards cool like i love watching them on tiktok do not get me wrong like up close like oh they're so cute because they have the big old eyes but then Mm. when they're near me i'm like <laughs> the I'm monkey brain in me just so makes bad. me not want it. So to keep us moving along, we're gonna ask. The, no, we're fine. This is fine. I love having this discussion. We get to have a little bit of both of y'all, and a little bit about the parenting. So to everybody listening and watching, if you want to be able to ask questions of the guests, you can become a patron on my Patreon at patreon.com forward slash shine Nathan. And there you get to ask questions of all our upcoming guests. And I have some wonderful patrons that have asked questions of our two lovely ladies who have joined. So first we're going to answer, we're going to ask this question. It's a bit, they're all a bit wordy, um, but it's only four of them. So first question from uh, my patron Hannity Kratt says, loving your children without conditions is a hard thing for some parents to manifest. They claim such love, but a lot of parents still don't accept or understand that their children are not are not their individual souls. Uh, my question is, how can parents be better at accepting their children for who they are? But also, how can children talk to their parents about such a sensitive topic? Ooh, that's very that's good. Question. Who wants to go first? Or do y'all want to have an open discussion between the two of y'all? I mean, I feel like it's... Uh, uh, sorry, I just talk. It's what I told oh, you. Let's talk, y'all. <laughs> I feel like it's so there's like two parts so I feel like the first part is like changing your perception of it like everyone goes in the parenting of I want to do this with my kid I want to do that I'm going to teach them this I'm going to teach them that but they have such a a, a preconceived notion that when their child maybe doesn't like those things or doesn't want to do those things or doesn't have that personality or has you know different lifestyle preferences it doesn't match up with like the image and then that's where the parents kind of like panic and instead of readjusting and, and letting go, which is hard, uh, they kind of cling to this idea and end up like, unfortunately, kind of stifling their, their child. But I also think if you want your kid to come to you about stuff, you really have to like watch your reaction. It's like, you know, if you go, okay, did why or did, did you hit that kid? And the kid says no. And then you go, okay, don't lie to me. You can tell me. But then they come to you honestly and then you yell at them for it well that teaches them as they get older that you're not a safe person so i feel like the way you pick and choose your own battles you kind of have to do the same with your kids like i mean it's hard sometimes they push <laughs> they push the buttons but you kind of can't have those big reactions and you have to always come back to a conversation even if not in the moment so that your kid knows you are actually safe and they can come to you about sensitive stuff because you are a safe person for them instead of, cause like, you know, anything, it's the substances, swearing, like I'm not against swearing because my kid's gonna swear whether in front of me or not. So I can teach her how to appropriately do it and not to be cursing at people. You know, if you stub your toe, go ahead, let out an F-bomb. She's gonna do it whether I, I want her to or not. All I would do by telling her not to curse or getting mad at her for it is that she's just not gonna do it around me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I want there to be that line where she knows, you know, I am the parent, I have final say, but I also want there to be a discussion. I want her to know that her opinion is valued, her preferences are valued, that, you know, she is safe coming to me, you know? No, I definitely understand that. Um, I think one of the biggest 
issues when parents become parents is that they haven't either let go of their trauma and then they bring it on to their kids. Um, and I've seen this happen in real time with certain parents or people where they're like, well, I didn't get to be the football star, so my kid's gonna be the football star. And I'm just like, what if your kid doesn't like that? They're like, no, 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 sports is the best, yada, yada. And when I saw those things and how damaging it really was to these kids, I had to reaffirm myself and like really take grasp. Like, okay, it might, like, I would love my son to be in theater. I would love for him to do all that stuff that I did, but that's not him. And that, and I had to really be like, okay, who is my kid? How can I continue supporting him? What else can I do for him? And in every little interest that he had, I took interest in it as well. I didn't want to shut it down right away. Um, and I think parents need to understand that you created something individual. It's going to have its own emotions, its own dreams, its own desires. And yeah, you know, you can guide them to maybe do something that could benefit their career or their life choices. But ultimately, you're going to have to understand that they're gonna do something sometimes that is not okay then how else are they gonna grow and learn because how else did we grow and learn like there's many times that I've messed up but I, I I learned from it I learned to pick myself up with the guidance of my mom and I think that's something that a lot of parents need to understand like you can guide your child but you can't always tell them what to do, how to do it, how to dress, how to say it, or how to be. You have to let them fail and win and discover by themselves as long as you're guiding them through their safety net. Because it's, you know, you could always, some parents are like, oh, you know, I'm just gonna let them do whatever they want. If they're their own person. I'm like, yeah, but you are also a parent that has to put at least some boundaries so they don't get hurt. You know, so they they don't get in a moment where they can mentally hurt themselves really bad or physically hurt themselves or others really bad. Um, and I think something that parents need to understand is you at some point need to just let go of that hold. Like you said, like they, they need to just let go of that hold and understand that they created something individual, take interest in their interests in the hobbies and don't judge them too harshly because we didn't like it when our parents judged us. So why would we do that to our kids? No, like your child's a part of you. Your child is not you. And that's sometimes exactly. I find a lot of parents have a hard time separating that. Right. Oh yeah. No, I definitely have seen parents want like, oh, they're the perfect meeting me. They're my best friend and things like that. And you know, yeah, I'll like joke around like, oh, my son's my best friend, but he, I may not be his one day maybe he will meet that best friend and I have to be okay with that. Um, he can't always be my baby boy. Like he's going to be a grown adult at some point, paying his bills, understanding how to navigate life through error and trial. And I have to be there in the sidelines, cheering him on, telling him it's okay. I'm always going to be here for you no matter what but everything's gonna be okay. Ultimately, everything will be fine. 
And as a parent, you have to continuously reassure your kids. And the moment that you stop reassuring them and just start like that punishment where you start yelling at them or you start like, oh, I don't, you know what? I don't want you to wear this. I don't need you to be doing this and things like that. You lose that boundary. You lose that connection because like you said, now they see you like, oh, I can't even trust this person because they can't even trust me to be my own person. Um, and, and it does go down to trust. You have to trust and you have to have open communication. And I think, and, and for me in therapy that I've learned is everything is about keeping an open communication, not only with yourself, but with your family, with your babies, with your spouse, with your friends, or you know whoever in your life that's important to you. Keep that communication open at all times, for sure. I love it. Y'all both have sim very similar parenting ways, and it's uh, beautiful. And honestly, I think it's succeeding very, very healthy. And so moving on to the next question from my other patron, Pamela Farley. <clears throat> Pamela Farley asks, millennial trying to gentle parent a toddler. How do parents adopting the style of parenting deal with boundaries and uh, grandparents or the people who do not listen to them? Thankfully, Ooh. I haven't had this happen too much. I have had times where people are like, oh, you need to spank your kid. And then I'm like, no, we don't believe in that. And just kind of like disagreements. But I think the issue of what how people see gentle parenting is they think it means permissive parenting, which by no means, mm -hmm. you know, I've had to I not like yell, but I have had to be like, no, don't do that. Like be more stern with her. I've once or twice had to tap like her hand because she's going for something dangerous and she's not. I can't sit and communicate be like, no, don't touch the stove as she's reaching for it, you know? Um, but, you know, gentle isn't permissive. There's, and, and I think sometimes it's just having to talk through with the person that's not understanding, like, hey, I'm not permissive. I don't let her get away. She does have consequences, but this is not how we're going to do things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I did um, as soon as my son was born is I had read to never baby talk like the little cute thing, never do that to your kids. And that was the very first thing I instilled with my ex-in-laws because they were very against a lot of my parenting ways. Um, and it was, I had to just sit down with them and be like, hey, uh, this isn't cool. I want my son to be ahead of the game. I want him to really have that knowledge within him growing now. So let's not talk to him like he's a little baby, like speak your words, pronunciate each words, and he'll grasp everything. And I feel like that really helped his development. <clears throat> um, but I will say it is hard still at times because my ex-father-in-law or his grandpa, he's very, very macho into sports. He wants him to do sports. He wants him to do this and baseball and football. And that's not my son. My son doesn't do that type of stuff. He's not into it. And so what I started doing, I was like, okay, they're not listening to me. I wonder if they'll listen to him. So I started telling my son to speak up. Don't shy away from these and Yeah, they're your grandparents, but you, they also have to respect you. You may be only nine, but you have to be respected as well as a person. So he knows kind of like how to pick and choose his battles, but he will defend himself. Like he'd be like, no grandpa, 
that's not what I'm into. This is actually what I like and I like what I like. And in a way, they've kind of backed up a little bit on pressuring him to do certain things. They have their, they're really set in stone. So they, they have their moments, but most of the time, Darius is really good, which is my son, Darius. He's really good at saying, hey, I'm not cool with that. Like, let's stop. Like, we're done. We're done. Um, so hard though sometimes like as a parent it's like you want to advocate for your child and do what's best but especially if it's someone that's close to you because it kind of catches you off guard you're like whoa I didn't realize we had like such different ideals on something that's like super important and it's like it's hard it's so hard sometimes I'm still I mean my daughter's young but I am not looking forward to having to advocate for her more it makes me so anxious it is hard I, I think and I had told um auntie about it that when I became a parent, I didn't realize how strong I truly was because I was scared of my in-laws at one point. Like, you know, I kept thinking, oh, what if I do it like them? You know, their daughter came out amazing and, you know, this and that. And they're they're success, successful in their own way. Um, but as I started growing as my own and as a parent, I started to find my strength in my voice and realized, whoa, you were not in labor for 48 hours. I was. So <laughs> I'm going to do what I have to do for my son. And if he doesn't feel comfortable, I don't feel comfortable. And if I don't feel comfortable, I have no problem leaving this house. And yes. I have to put my foot down. I feel like it's one of those things that just like kind of kicks in the gear. Like we used to joke around, don't poke the bear. Because my stepmom's name literally means bear. And so it was like a running joke because she was like very much a mama bear. She was very protective. And there's so many times that I was like, no, let, 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 let me handle it. Please don't go charge in there and get all angry. <laughs> so she's protective. <laughs> she loves me, right? She wanted to keep me safe. I was a very like tiny child that kind of let people walk all over me. And so I feel like as much as I avoid those situations and I don't feel like I'm good at standing up for certain things, I also feel like someone says something that makes her uncomfortable. I'll be like, tell them to come talk to mom. <laughs> like, I feel like it'll just yeah. click at a certain yeah. point. <laughs> yeah. That mama bear strength, it's gonna come in and you're gonna be like, who is she? Where, where <laughs> like, what is going on? Like, I didn't plan on fighting today, but now that we're talking about this, okay, let's go. Oh, the earrings are coming off, we're serious. Literally. <laughs> yeah, like that strength will come and you're just gonna be like, hold my purse. Hold my purse. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, it really is about finding your strength because you're the parent. You're the one that went into labor and did the crying and the screaming while pushing. You're the one that had the sickness while you were pregnant. You're the one that had the weird pickle hot pocket craving. Like you Are went like, through all of that. Wait, I'm the adult man? No, no, I need an adult. You're an adult to adult. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, I'm definitely, I'm very, even as a mother, but also as a friend and a sister, um, I was, I've been always the advocate, like, you can do this, you can stand up for yourself, and if you ever get scared standing up for yourself, you call me, you call I, me, I'm I just ship in my husband. <laughs> when I can't, my husband has no problem telling people, like, putting them in their place, so I just usually, I'm like, okay, you step in, please. <laughs> I'm the happy love and glitter and hugs. <laughs> you, you deal with that. 
No, but I love that. I love that, that he's still supporting you, but I, he's definitely giving you that room to grow. I can tell, especially you as a mom now, you know, your baby's just barely two, but you're going to see, wow, I'm a strong ass B and I got this. And I was, I was actually saying when it was like my interview, I was like, that was the number one thing I didn't expect. It's like, as soon as you become parent, you're like, whoa, I'm so much tougher. And like, I can handle so much more than I, I ever thought like I could possibly mm-hmm. do. Oh, for sure. I feel like parents in general are superheroes. And and I don't always mean like, oh, have a kid, you're a parent. Like, even if you're a parent to your pets, like that is your baby. Or you're a parent to your company, that is your baby. If you're a parent to your designs or your creations, like that's your creation, that's your baby. You're gonna grow that strength because you want to defend what you created. You're gonna want to defend what you love. Um, like and it's natural. Oh yeah, it definitely comes up natural uh, once you get to that point of knowing like, this is my baby, ain't nobody touching my baby. <laughs> <laughs> and in terms of talking about y'all mentioning, it's actually a fantastic segue, of y'all mentioning being mama bear and protecting your babies, uh, Aunt Kinky, a patron on my Patreon, asks, parenting in a connected world both of you are not quite at this point yet but it's something that's going to come up and so it's parenting in a connected world where you can easily go from thomas the train engine to a very interesting site that quite a few adults enjoy what is y'all's game plan for that (laughs) communication like it just comes down to even without internet you know there's still safety there's still other things that you know you needed to worry about 10 20 30 years ago at least you know with internet i can track my child's phone it's not like where people didn't have cell phones they stayed out all night and then all of a sudden one friend didn't come home you know like i I can know where she's at i can communicate with her and it's just going to be a lot of being on top of her and constantly reminding her of like hey be safe hey this is not safe like it's a it's a little scary yeah Yeah. It's definitely a scary thought. Um, my son finally has a phone. So that was something huge, uh, a huge milestone. And I mean, he's earned it. He does, he's, you know, grade A's. And um, like I say, he does robotics and stuff. So he's a smart kid. And I was terrified about getting him a phone at first because of those type of websites and those spam callers and sometimes they send you text messages now too and it it came down to i just need to be very open and communicative with him um that's why i you know was teaching him the birds and the bees already he not to like a full detailed extent but he understands the concept that in order to you know get pregnant this is what needs to happen um he understands like i say he understands the whole lgbtq he understands uh pronouns and transgender and things of all nature he understands it because that was one of my fears like we live in such a technological world where everything is connected via technology you can only do so much parent control to that extent where they eventually might find themselves stumbling to a website because someone sent them a link or their friends said, hey, look at this. Um, So with that in mind, I started to think of game plans like, okay, let's let's give the body parts their proper terms. We're not doing like your no, no square. No, like we're we're (laughs) leaving terms. 
Um, because when I was a child, I truly believed we came from a stork till I was seven. Yeah, so, uh, one of Belly my cousins buttons. was raised Mormon, and her dad had told her like, if you kiss a boy, you'll get pregnant. So she was like mortified the day that I told her I had like my Christmas. <laughs> Mind blown, probably. She was like, she was like, oh my gosh, she's gonna get pregnant, and I was like, no, that's not how it works. I feel like it comes back to the first question though, like open communication. If your kid feels you're a safe person, they'll come to you and be like, hey, I saw this thing, it's kind of weird, and it's like, hey, let's talk about it. Yeah, that yeah. is a weird thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, and, and she is, yeah, it comes back to having that open communication and understanding not to react angry first. And everyone knows anger is a reaction to either surprise or sadness or some kind of a sort of emotion. So we have to think as parents like, okay, he may have stumbled onto something. <laughs> um, let's not freak out because if I freak out, then he freaks out, and then we're both freaking out. And then <laughs> um, so definitely keeping that open communication with your kids, that and understanding that accidents may happen and some things may pop up that are out of your control. Unfortunately, you're you're not Superwoman. You know, you can't control every little aspect of technology in life and you have to be okay with that <laughs> i also think like boundaries because like even me i i do not, i never turn off my cell phone because what if there was an emergency what if someone's literally dying and 2 a.m was the only time like i could have could have said bye to them or, or maybe saved them or you know whatever uh but i have this constant fear of like not turning my phone off but and that's not healthy though like and then people get in this like oh my gosh i texted you five hours ago why haven't you texted back it's like be just because I have a phone doesn't mean I need to be at like everyone's beck and call at all times and I struggle setting that boundary for myself but I want her to know like hey just because you have a phone just because there's a computer you don't need to answer you don't need to do this like you can mm -hmm. say no you can turn off your phone go have a night's rest because you're not gonna be any good to anybody if you're not getting sleep I know from experience right like I feel like that's something that's not quite talked about enough like we talk about internet safety we talk about mm -hmm. you know there's parental controls there's this that but the the one thing I find like our world still has a huge issue with is boundaries. Oh, I yeah. think that's, that is so true. Honestly, this phone stays on silent. Like I'm my mom's guardian, but I, to I already told her like, if anything happens, yes, the phone will ring for you, but if anything happens after one a.m., it's between you and God. Okay, mom. <laughs> and <laughs> I need to say that to people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unless uh, it's because at that point, if I, if I need to make a decision, I'm like, it's either I'm making other decisions or it can wait. She's fine. Mm -hmm. So I think another question comes up on boundaries. This is the last question from Denise. Denise P. Uh, everyone needs boundaries and to accept the boundaries of others. My mother was a yeller. I was in my early 20s and became a Montessori preschool teacher. And that's when I first realized that there were different ways to treat children. What are some tips and tricks you and you, that y'all have learned to to make parenting just a bit easier? Um, I say, you know what? I'm gonna let you go first because I've done nothing <laughs> this whole time. I'm sorry. It's just like I have to go jump ahead. In. You, you go crazy. first on this one. <laughs> um, one of the tricks, or I guess some people call it like a parenting hack, is really goes back to communication 
it's not even like the it's not even a hard concept it's um communicating that this is what your needs are and your boundaries are as a parent or in their case as a teacher um and so then the kids are going to be like oh my mom or my teacher doesn't like when i do this maybe i shouldn't do this because it's not a nice thing uh and then in that terms you can be you can go to your kid and be like okay so i told you what i might not like what do you not like and you typically the kid will tell you well like i don't like when you hug me too hard or i don't like when you tickle me because it doesn't feel good and kids were they're like little drunk people they'll tell you everything they'll talk to strangers they'll tell you anything they'll pass out anywhere stare oh, at yeah. themselves for hours mm-hmm. they are oh, they're little sure. drunk people yes they're gonna tell you they're gonna tell people and strangers your deepest darkest secrets and you're gonna be like what just happened <laughs> <laughs> so that's like, like it's okay to go to your your kid and be like um what is it that I did that you may not have liked? So I don't do it again. And, you know, they'll tell you like, well, I didn't like how you got mad at me or I didn't like how you yelled or things like that. So then that's when you turn around and say, you know what, I I apologize for that. And I'm gonna do my best to not break that boundary with you. Let's work together with that. And that's it. You really just have to communicate your boundaries and kind of let them understand their own because some kids they love hugs and some kids don't and you have to be able to teach those kids hey Susie Q doesn't like hugs she likes high fives so if you're a hugger but you know that she's not go ahead and ask for permission first if you can hug her if she says no but says she's okay with a high five high five her that's it you can go about your day you don't have to push it too hard um Mm -hmm. So it goes back to keeping that open communication and understanding that every little brain, every little mind is so different. Because my son is so different from my sister who's one year older than him. You know, she thinks very different and she behaves very different or she reacts to certain situations very different. And so he has to understand too, as as an individual, like, I may react like this because the game shut down, but that doesn't mean she's going to react like this. So I have to let her do her thing. And then we can meet in the middle like, hey, that wasn't really nice what you did. Um, Let's not try to do that again. And I'll tell you why it's not nice. Uh, And and it goes back again to having the communication. And when the little ones see you being open communicative, they start to realize, oh, I can do that too. And they start to mimic that open communicative and they start to understand boundaries without realizing that they're understanding boundaries. I feel like it's definitely like turning the conversation to them is so helpful. Like my parents were really good at communicating with me, but I feel like they were, you know, working through some of their own stuff. And sometimes like boundaries was not really a big discussion like I remember like having arguments and then them being like okay can I have a hug and then I was like no I want to calm down more and then they would always be like we don't say no to like family like because they're from small towns they're from places where like everyone hugs and it's like well what if something happened to me like and you just said no to a hug and like I get the perspective and we've had conversations about it since but 
you know, it, it's such a like harmful mentality because, well, if I'm not allowed to say no to family and uh, unfortunately a lot of bad things tend to happen within the family because of that mentality, does that mean I'm not allowed to say no to other people? I'm not allowed to, it's, I, I'm just learning boundaries the last few years. Like I have struggled hard, but I think, you know, like opening the floor for conversation, like, okay, so I told you you did this thing today that I really didn't like and why it wasn't a good thing to do. Since we're talking uh, openly right now, I, I want, you to have a chance to tell me if I've done anything recently that has hurt you or that you didn't like or that you would like me to work on and then so we can both work on things you know let let the kid know like you're never done working on stuff because so, I, I hate that mentality of like I'm the parent I am all-knowing I'm not all-knowing in fact I, I I think we are all just liars and some people are better liars than others <laughs> nobody's really got it together we just fake it really well so like I wanted to know I'm still learning here too like you tell me and I, I will work on that thing mm-hmm. and have y'all gotten any of those practical Pinterest parenting tips like cut this thing in half and it makes your parenting total or anything like that y'all use <laughs> no I definitely like when I was first um becoming the mother and my son was maybe like six months old. I did go like on Pinterest to like look at parenting 101, what to do, what not to do. Um, and I realized like what was working for that person definitely not was not working for me. And I realized I don't think there's no real hack to parenting. I think really what it is is just you're gonna grow every year with your kid. And you're gonna learn something new with your kid. Um, I've had to learn, you know, as much as I want sometimes my son to be a certain way or say certain things, I know that's not him. And I've grown past him wanting, me wanting him to be a theater. Um, you know, I'm like, it's never gonna happen. Fetch. Never <laughs> <happen>. <laughs> you know, you can't make fetch happen. And that's okay. <laughs> and it's not Wednesday, but I am wearing pink. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think I own anything pink. Like literally the most colorful thing I own in my closet is probably like mustard yellow. That's so a- I'm the opposite. I own like maybe two like black sweaters and one black like jumpsuit that I wear all the time because it's the comfiest thing ever. But I like don't wear black. Everything I own is like blue, purple, or pink. <laughs> this, this is the I most perfect that. juxtaposition between the two and I love it. <laughs> I- I don't fully believe in hacks. Like the first year of my daughter's life, I like would constantly Google like symptoms and milestones and this and what should I do and how, what's the best way to approach it. And I've definitely found a couple like TikTokers who like are primarily parenting channels that I like, I really love and kind of fall in line with a lot of their ideologies. But my kid is gonna do things out of order. She's gonna grow at her own pace. She's gonna do things her own way. I'd rather learn with her and progress together and I know if I spend too much time looking up hacks, it's just gonna get in my head, no, it has to be this way, no, I have to. So I literally do not, like if it's a health thing, I, I'll probably Google yeah. it and assume my child's dying and so am I, and so is my husband and it's the end of the world and the world's gonna blow up. Um, <laughs> but I, I try not to look up parenting things too much because I, I don't want to get stuff stuck in my head. I just wanna take it as it comes and grow in a way that's best for my child to thrive. Mm-hmm. I think those both those approaches are beautiful and perfect. I think we have run long, which I think is wonderful for this. Don't either of you be sorry for this at all. It creates beautiful, wonderful insight into this big thing that is parenting. You, you made life. You made little people that are eventually going to become big people. And so now at the end of this, 
do you, what is there a way y'all would want to because i know samshine you are becoming a tattoo artist karina you all you work in retail but is do you want people to go find your socials and follow you i know sam your art you would like that would you like people to be do some self-promotion as well um i don't have anything to promote um, <laughs> That's fine. i am like the most chillest person um my instagram is literally the most random things it's just selfies and fashion uh so if you want to follow it follow it uh if not that's okay everything's very what's your what's your socials carita so for my instagram it's um carrie bat so it's k-a-r-i-b-a-t 93 uh and you'll recognize it because the first thing you're gonna see is like my tattoos very about like tattoos and like my nights out fashion things like that um something that i am actually starting to do is kind of like a day and a day as an operations manager while also being a full-time mom um that's something i've kind of just started to do especially with the new year i wanted to just try new things and i think um i want other parents to know like hey I'm learning just as much as y'all <laughs> like but I'm also an individual person and that's okay. <laughs> I love it. And Samshan, you where can people follow you on this journey that is to be an art tattoo artist? So all my socials are at Samshine Art. Truthfully, I don't update anything. Once in a blue we don't post on TikTok. I do post regularly ish, try to at least in my stories on Instagram though. That's kind of like the main best part to follow <laughs> me and uh, communicate with me. Instagram so I, I definitely want people to follow me. I I never used to be great at art. I always loved it, but wasn't the best. So literally for like a few years I barely went out and saw people. I was very selective about like what family or friend things I did and I just stayed at home whether I did art for 5 minutes or like 5 hours until like I started easing up when I got to a point that I'm like, "Hey, I'm not the best ever, but I'm a lot happier with my skills now." And, but now I'm at a point I'm like art is my entire personality. <laughs> so I'm just like please look at my art. I think I make cool things. <laughs> I think there's always going to be like better artists, but I mean I feel like I've put in enough hard work that I get to be like proud of myself. <laughs> you should be proud of yourself always. Yeah. There's always going to be all these artists, but they're never going to be you. They're never going to exactly. be your. That's what makes you unique and amazing as a person and as an artist. That is like the most mom like pep talk ever. Like, hey. <laughs> 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 Definitely going to go for yeah, it. I I want to see your little adventures and I want to see your fashion because I I Y'all two better uh, at each other. <laughs> oh, I, I totally yeah, am. Aside from being an operations manager, I I was actually a full-time stylist, like a wardrobe stylist. So, if you ever need tips or help, I have no problem helping all out with anything. I feel like I might be beyond help, but maybe. <laughs> I took on each and every challenge. You are all you're a fashionista, you don't even realize it. <laughs> I that is a delight. I think we can end on that beautiful note. You both gave such wonderful ending statements, and I want to thank you both for being here. It has been beyond a pleasure. to have you both here. Thank you so much for taking time out of y'all's nights and I'll see y'all on Instagram. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so yeah, much for having us. But thank yes, you, thank my you baby. for having us. <laughs> it was a pleasure. I saw it. I was like, "You know what? This works great. They both <laughs> be two fantastic different points of view." I was like, "Let's go for it." 
So mm-hmm. it has turned out into a fantastic episode. I, I had a lot of fun. I enjoyed this a lot. I enjoyed <laughs> it too. Yeah, definitely awesome. Are such fantastic personalities. <laughs> my face and literally to my hurts. followers out there, <laughs> and to my followers out there, be sure to hit that notification bell or subscribe, whatever it is on whatever app it is you're watching or listening to this on. And again, thank you. And if you do want to be a guest on this show, feel free to email me at yourgayauntie at gmail.com. I do read those. And when I come up with an idea, I move forward with the idea. The next episode will be out after this one in two weeks from now. And I haven't quite decided if it's going to be on art or artists. We shall see. Thank you all very much. I once again want to personally thank all of y'all for enjoying this second episode of Talk and Tea with Auntie. It has been a fantastic process to start doing this series, and I hope you enjoyed it. So be sure to turn on that notification bell and subscribe, or whatever app you're on. And I also always want to thank all of my patrons on Patreon and people who emailed me directly. Another special thank you to Sam Shine Art and CarryBat93 for being our second set of guests on this show. The purpose of the show is to show everybody different walks of life and different interests from across the country and across the world to help people connect a little better and see what the other life is like. And I am so happy to be able to do so in this platform, excited to push it much more forward. Thank you to my patrons on Patreon who asked these questions of our guests, Hannity Kratz, Pamela Farley, Denise P., and Auntie Kinky. If you would like to ask a question of our guests for our next episode, feel free to become a patron on my Patreon for as low as $3 a month. Also, a very, very special thank you to all my patrons on Patreon who make my content possible and keep my lights on and my kitty cat fed and allow me to produce all of this content. Thank you all so much. Our next episode will be focusing on artists and not necessarily in the way you think. So stick around in two weeks to see the next episode discussing artists and artistry and art. So stick around for the next episode in about two weeks time. As always, I love you all and remember, drink your water. You take care my loves and I love every single one of you.